You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekwene. Father, we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for preservation, for protection, for provision, for the diverse ways you've lifted us from the dung hill to sit with princes from the most of lowly places you raised us up we've returned deliberately and intentionally this morning to give you alone the praise and the glory acknowledging you to be the doer of every good thing in our lives thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, clap your hands as you are seated in God's wonderful presence. This morning is a morning of thanksgiving, praise, offering up gratitude to God. Not a day of preaching. I want you to get your dancing shoes ready. You rise up in the next few minutes to really really celebrate our God yet again for his goodness in our lives the Bible declares in 1st Kings 8 5 5 to 56 in the words of King Solomon at the dedication of the temple he built unto the Lord he testified thus and he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised they have not failed one word of all his good promises which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. The Lord declared over us at the crossover service that this year is our year of wonders 2021. We are the half term and half mark and we can see of a truth that in the past six months in diverse ways that God of wonders has been visiting us. And we are intentional to return today to give him alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. I want to share with you in the next 17 minutes what I call, get your praise on, there is an ongoing war. Get your praise on, there is an ongoing war. First Samuel 30 verse 8, our anchor text in the month of July. And David inquired of the Lord saying, 
Shall I pursue after this troop? <laughs> Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Somebody say, I will recover all. You don't sound like you believe yourself. I said, I will recover all. Praise God. Saints, it is a reality that as believers that we are engaged in an ongoing war. You can choose to hide your head like the ostrich in the sand and pretend it is not so. But the reality is that every believer, every child of God is involved in one level and one dimension of spiritual battle or the other. It will only be pretentious, short-sighted to presume that you are not in a battle. Apostle Paul wrote to his son Timothy in the Lord, 1 Timothy 6.12, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession or confession before many witnesses. Apostle Paul was telling his son, prodigy in the Lord, that there's a fight ongoing. You must rise to fight the fight. But you see, he was quick to tell him the fight he was involved in and the fight you and I involved in is called a good fight. It is good because the end is predetermined from the beginning if only you rise to fight. It is good because it is secured and settled for those who will fight as believers will win in the fight. It's called a good fight. We fight not for victory as believers. We fight from the point of victory. Knowing fully well that Jesus Christ our conqueror has secured our victory. So we simply establish the victory he won for us at Calvary. Saints, our primary weapon of fight is faith. 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 It's called a good fight of faith. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so our faith is a world overcoming weapon and everything you're dealing with in this life is found in the world sickness is in the world disease is in the world Delays, denials is all in the world. All kinds of attacks in the world. And he says there is an instrument or there is a weapon. If we rightfully engage it, we have the victory over the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If I were you, I will seek for ways and means to build your faith because your faith will guarantee you victory in the battles of life. Build your faith. Beloved, 
Apostle Paul shared a testimony in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7 and 8. He says, I have fought a good fight. Ah, yeah, yeah. I have finished my cause. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. He testified. The fight I told Timothy to fight, I fought the fight myself. And I finished my course, and there is a crown laid up for me. You will have your own crown in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you will not be a, a casualty of spiritual battles. No, 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 no. Uh, you will not give up or give in. No, you will press on to the point of victory. Your hands upon the plow already, you will not look back. It shall be for you for the remaining days and weeks and months of the year 2021. Forward ever, backward never, up whatever, downward never. You're not about to let down. No, you're going to press on to the point of victory. You're going to engage the words of prophecy spoken over your life you're going to wage a good warfare with the words of prophecy hanging over your life the God who spoke it is the God who is able to bring it to pass if he declared it he's faithful and true to bring it to pass somebody shout I will fight I will pursue I will overtake I will recover all once again I will pursue I will overtake I will recover all for the last time, like a preacher, I will pursue, I will overtake, and I will recover all. Clap your hands if you believe that and shout, yes, I believe. Saints, the moment you became born again, you became enrolled into a very, very fierce spiritual battle. Brutal. The more I grow older, the more I see how fierce this battle is. Though the Bible declares in Colossians 1, 12 and 13, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet, the word meet means qualified, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who have delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You were delivered from one kingdom you were translated into another kingdom. It is true. In the realm of the spirit. But the truth is that though we are in the world, we are not of the world system. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. That simply means as long as you're here on the earth, whether you live 30, 60, 70, 80, you are in the world. Yeah. And there are things that occur to people who are in the world. There is a battle line drawn for those who are in the world and those who are in the world but not of the world. The point is there is a clash between two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And you happen to be caught in between that fire. Because you are in the world but operating from the kingdom of light.
So if you're going to be a victor, not a victim here on the earth, you will employ the forces, you will employ the weaponry of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, and engage them while you are here in the world because they are superior weaponry, they are superior armory. With them, you will become a victor whilst you are in the world. Praise the Lord, somebody. So being in the world does not mean you will be defeated. Yeah? We are in it, not of it. If only we employ our kingdom principles. Praise God somebody. Saints, if you're really in a battle, you need to know who your enemy is. I'm going somewhere with this. Know your enemy. Number one, Satan is the master thief of destinies. Number one, Satan, our enemy, is the master thief of destinies. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He's a master thief of destiny. Want to know who he, our enemy is? Very important. Number two, Satan is the liar, or if you like, the father of lies. The father of lies. John 8, 44. You are of your father the devil. That's not you, of course. And the loss of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaks a lie. He speaks of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. One version says he speaks of his own natural language. So when the enemy lies, he's speaking his dialect. His native language is to lie. So our enemy is a master thief of destiny. Number two, he is a liar. Number three, he is a master deceiver. It's a master deceiver. Revelation 12, 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. He's a deceiver. Number four, know your enemy, Satan. Your enemy, Satan, is the master accuser of the brethren. Please write these things down. You will need them. He's a master accuser of the brethren. On one hand, Satan will accuse the brethren before God of what you haven't done right, done well. On the other hand, the devil will accuse God before the saints what God has not yet done in your life. Praise God. Revelation 12, 11, 12, 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. Number five or six, I'm not sure which one now. 
your enemy satan is the adversary of the saints your adversary is not the witch the wizard in the village your adversary is primarily satan the devil first peter 5 verse 8 and 9 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour not all are devourable verse 9 whom resist steadfast in the faith that's the answer knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world in other words what you're going through by way of challenge if we call it that is common to all men praise the lord somebody praise the lord somebody but the good news beloved is this that god will not send one of his own into war without equipping him no nation sends the army into battle at their own charge their own expense so the boots the armory the machine guns the the bonnet whatever it is they're going to war with is equipped by the nation that sent them to battle in a like manner you and i are called soldiers of christ and god has not sent us into battle without fully arming us and fully equipping us somebody declare i am fully armed for the battle before me praise god we're beginning to see some of the weaponry that god has made available in second Corinthians 10 3 he says for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons the weapons the weapons the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ in other words we have what it takes to win all the time the weapons of our warfare they're not physical or material but they are mighty through god yeah yeah when they're employed from god through god they are mighty and they deal a devastating blow against the kingdom of darkness you are fully armed and fully loaded against every battle that you stand or will stand against you you have what it takes and paul by the spirit begins to write to the church in ephesus and said you must learn to put on the whole armor of god ay yeah because god has equipped you but it is our responsibility to put on the whole armor of god ephesians 6 10 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles the wiles means trickery of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities powers rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual weakness in high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand somebody shout i have what it takes to be a victor 
Praise God. So we see that there are many weapons he makes available. Faith is one. But this morning, for just three minutes or four, I want to remind you of an amazing weapon we're yet to maximize and utilize. It is the weaponry of praise. As simple as that weaponry may be, it is an amazing weaponry that deals a devastating blow against the kingdom of darkness and the enemy will want to hide the potency of this weapon from the saints so you think the time of praise in church is a time to feel good to clap to jump to dance but you fail to understand it's a moment that god allows us to engage a weaponry against the kingdom of darkness when the saints begin to praise god something happens in the atmosphere something changes in the atmosphere the bible declares in psalm 22 verse 3 that the lord inhabits the praises of his people the lord makes the praise of his saints the place of his enthronement so when the church learns to engage this potent powerful weaponry of praise literally god comes to tabernacle over their praise the bible tells me in psalm 68 verse 1 let our god arise and let his enemies be scattered so when you begin to praise god in the lord's sanctuary as you begin to declare for the lord is good and his mercies endureth forever for the lord is good and his mercies endureth forever something happens in that atmosphere number one the saints are empowered they're refreshed they're renewed but not just that an atmosphere is created for god to come to tabernacle to sit over them and when god sits over your matter he's going to judge your enemies and your foes he will arise on your behalf and whatever enemies have been ganging up against you as the bible says they will scatter saints of the living god why do we praise god why this mid-term celebration number one it is our own way of returning back to god just like one of the lepers that were healed in luke 17 came back to jesus deliberately and intentionally with the same verbosity he cried out for the master to heal him he cried out in thanksgiving to god for six months you cried out for god to heal you to deliver you to change you to lift you now we've come back i pray you come back with the same intensity the same passion you ask for mercy to thank him why do we praise god number two god commands you and i to praise him psalm 150 verse number six let everything that hath breath praise god is a divine commandment for every child of god to praise him if you have breath trapped in your nostrils you ought to praise god by way of saying god i'm attempting 
mine to pay my due that I owe you. I'm indebted to you. So my thanksgiving and my praise is my own way of trying to pay you back for keeping me alive in the land of the living. Look at you. He spared your life from January. Kept you in February. Preserved you in March. Raised you up in April. Delivered you in May. Transformed you in June. Here you are. July 4. Somebody ought to praise this our God. Shout hallelujah. Why do we praise God? Why this midterm Thanksgiving? Listen. Praise has a multiplier effect. Jeremiah 30, 19. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. And I will, guess what? Multiply them. And they shall not be few. I will also glorify them. And they shall not be small. As you rise up in the next two minutes to praise your God, I believe there will be a multiplier effect over your life for the rest of the days, the weeks, and the months of this year. Not just that, there will be a glorification effect at the instance of your praise. Somebody shout glory, hallelujah. Why this midterm thanksgiving? Well, we praise God because we realize our praise is a sickle for our harvest. You've planted some things in this year. If you want to reap your harvest, the Bible declares in Psalm 6, 7, 5, and 6, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God even our own God shall bless us as we praise him this morning just like David with reckless abandon uh, dancing clapping jumping and all we know to do guess what a sickle of harvest is placed in your hand to reap the harvest of the first half in this second half somebody shout a big amen why this thanksgiving well our thanksgiving is an expression that we still believe god we haven't seen yet we still believe god the bible speaks about father abraham that he judged god faithful he praise God gave glory he wasn't weak in faith he gave God glory counting God to be faithful to bring to pass what he said he would do in his life Isaac hadn't shown up just yet but he said God I believe you I don't know whether you believe that God said he's the God of wonders he will do exactly what he said he would do between now and the end of the year we've seen some wonders but he's not done with us yet in the year of wonders so as you praise him i trust you give him an advance praise this beautiful sunday morning advance for july advance for august advance for september advance for october advance for november and guess what advance for the last month deck ember somebody shout yes why this thanksgiving finally praise is a weapon of war that the enemy cannot stand 
Jehoshaphat. Ask Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20. All they did was to praise the Lord, sing of his mercy, of his goodness, and there was a mighty ambush in the camp of the enemy. Now, stand on your feet. Let's ensure that you're set to give God a radical praise. Can somebody give me three hallelujahs? Hallelujah. 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 Now clap those hands. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.